Foundation and Bounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Taylor Camille here, senior producer at Well and Good and host of today's episode wondering, when's the last time you did something on your own, completely by yourself? Recently, a friend of mine mentioned to me, you know, I love how you just take yourself out and do things on your own. I don't have the courage to do that. And it's something I didn't even really consider until she mentioned it. Because maybe shortly after, I'd say my last long-term relationship, I really started stepping out on my own. Going to the movies by myself, making dinner reservations, massage appointments, all of the things just because and all for one. And the more I did things on my own, I truly found comfort in it. Yet, there's definitely still a stigma in flying solo, if you will, and a distinction must be made in terms of being truly lonely versus choosing to be alone and spending necessary time with yourself. So, how can more of us find contentment in, and the time to, be alone with ourselves, whether we're partnered or single? What we need is a new term, like, because single implies that you're alone and you're like cast away and it's just one. Well, I'm not just one. I am one amazing one. (laughs) Like, I I enjoy my company. My my company is precious. And so I almost want to say, like, instead of I'm single, I'm connected. My name is Tara Schuster, and I'm the author of Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies and Other Rituals to Fix Your Life. And it's basically a book about self-care, healing emotional wounds. I I didn't set out to write a book. Like, that was Mm -hmm. never my plan. I set out to save my life. I, Mm -hmm. I have so much time for my friends, for my family. There's so much abundant love in my life. And so I tend to focus way more on that than I do this one thing, which is romance, right? And if I focus too much on that, then I focus on what I lack. Oh, I lack this romantic partner. What's wrong with me? Why do all my friends have blah, 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 blah? As if being in a partnership 
made you less lonely. I have to deal with my own loneliness and I have to deal with the idea of solitude, like enjoying and being at peace with being, you know, quote unquote single. And that's what I focus on. Connected. Yeah. Can we change it to connected? I think we're changing it now. (laughs) Okay. Connected. Yeah. It's I'm connected. For me, the question has actually always been, how do I get okay with being alone? Because Mm -hmm. alone has always been sort of the circumstance I found myself in. And what I've come to realize is that my being alone is actually my superpower. That is the source of so much of my success. And I used to judge it. Your relationship status is completely irrelevant to whether or not you feel lonely or connected. You can feel incredibly lonely in a relationship and you can feel incredibly connected, unpartnered. It's about finding what are the things that fill you up? What are the relationships that fill you up? I am Dr. Sarah Adler. I am a clinical psychologist and a clinical associate professor at Stanford University Department of Psychiatry. And I'm also the founder and CEO of a digital ecosystem for emotional well-being called Wave Life, which is for young millennials and Gen Z. Biochemically, we are super oriented towards meeting other people. And on the other hand, we also are totally hardwired to need some alone time as well. So both of those things can be true. We actually need a ton of time to be alone or to have solitude or to take time for ourselves because we spend so much time in this world focusing on the needs of others. Being alone and carving out time to be alone and to reconnect with your own intentions and your own self really does not only biochemically and physiologically help you, but it also ultimately allows you to have space and agency to move towards the things that you want in life. And as I mentioned, what I think so often gets muddled is the difference between being lonely and being alone. Sarah explains the difference. Those things are really, really different. Being alone is simply a state where there aren't other people around. Being lonely is a psychological construct where you are having strong negative emotions about being by yourself and not and having the inability to connect with other people. One of the really cool things about the pandemic is that it has really challenged our societal pressure to be these like social beings. I know, especially living in urban areas and living in New York City, like there's all this pressure to be going out all the time and taking advantage of what's out there. Stimulate, stimulate, stimulate. And the pandemic yeah. has really thrown that and shown that actually there's a ton of meaningful experience that you can have without that. And the flip side of that is like, as we stop engaging with others, our skill set like atrophies a little bit. We know this Mm -hmm. from social anxiety is that that tendency to avoid or to not be stimulated gets us out of practice. And so Mm -hmm. our social skills are a little bit of a use it or lose it. That's where we actually have to really rein in this mindfulness muscle of saying, what is it that we need right now? And taking a step back and asking ourselves that. Looking back at the beginning of when I was reparenting myself, I really started by going to cafes alone. That's Tara again. I'd I'd write there for a little while. I'd read there for a little while. Then I went to the bar of Mm -hmm. like a restaurant and I'd eat alone. And often eating at the bar at a restaurant alone is dope. I was in, in Paris once and I was just journaling at this cool restaurant at the bar alone. Mm-hmm. Dude, 
I hooked up with this guy for like the next week yes. who was just yes. sitting next to me. Now, yes. if, if I had sat in my Airbnb alone on this solo Paris trip and yeah. hadn't had a little bit of guts to go to that bar, I would have n- never met him. I'm going on Friday, so I'm very excited. I oh my God, to know yes. What this place is. <laughs> okay, so go to Marie Celeste in the Marais. They have a, a beautiful bar around. It's like um, a very hipster restaurant in the Marais. Mm-hmm. And that's Amazing. also where I've had many, many solo meals. So I had to go and have a solo experience of my own. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So I went. I recorded it. The ambiance, at least. I had to. I'd finished work for the day and was staying with a friend nearby, and so I had to experience Tara's spot for myself. By myself. It's the end of the trip. It's the end of the trip. Tomorrow I leave. And no, I didn't find someone to have a week-long hookup with, but I did find some time to reflect, to check in with myself, and just observe. It might not have been my first solo outing ever, but I guess it was my first in a foreign country where, sure, people know English, but it's not the main language being spoken around you. Where it's a bit harder to feel comfortable. I mean, it's not my neighborhood spot. I literally need to stare at my Google Maps to go six feet in the right direction. But thinking back to the first time I did something on my own, I felt happy about the steps I've taken and the comfort I've found in making this a regular practice. I wondered what advice Tara had for those who haven't ripped off the solo date band-aid but want to try. I've heard this universally, how do I eat dinner alone? Like I'm scared to eat dinner alone, but it looks alluring. Like how do you do that? And I think it's about starting small. Like what would you be most comfortable with? Go Mm -hmm. do that. Then what's the next step? And Mm -hmm. if all else fails, you know, I promise it's not that bad. Like, you can DM me and scream at me if it's a horrible time that you had sitting in a restaurant alone. Because I'm just telling you, it, it looks scarier than it actually is. And bring a yeah. book. Bring a, yeah. bring a book. Bring a journal. Bring something that, not your phone. Don't get, right. th- this is not a time <laughs> to be scrolling Instagram. But Absolutely not. something to do so that when you start to feel like, oh, I'm here alone, you actually have an activity to engage in. What does it mean to just interact with the world and to be able to notice how you feel without your phone, without the crutch? 
I do very intentionally eat meals alone. I I experiment a lot to sort of see how Mm -hmm. it makes me feel. And I'll sit Mm -hmm. there and I will very intentionally make a decision that I'm going to put my phone away. Even if you're not interacting with people, you're probably interacting with someone else's voice or thoughts. You're still getting input from other people near constantly. So the need to detach from that, to let your body downregulate, to let your body reset is really important. Mm -hmm. This technological world that we live in has brought amazing good things and it's given us the ability to be remotely connected and create all of these social interactions, even if we're not together, which is amazing, Mm -hmm. right? And so we have all the sort of older generations, even my generation being like, oh, you all millennials and Gen Zs are addicted to your phones. But in my mind, the problem isn't isn't that we are using them or we are connecting through them. It's how we do it. So we need to be really careful Mm -hmm. and mindful about how we're interacting Mm -hmm. and engaging with our phones. We've heard it before, but I think the reiteration really helps to know it's important that we put our phones down. And once we get into our rhythm, finding the rituals and routines that fill us, how do we keep up this solo practice when there's another person involved? When you'll undoubtedly be considering someone else's goals, feelings, and desires. What I'm learning to do, so I'm still very much on the path, is Mm. to remember that I'm actually a happier, better version of myself when I don't let go of my sacred routines that ground me. I'm a better partner. Everything is better when I have some alone time. The more work I do on myself and Mm -hmm. getting to know myself, the easier it is for me to express boundaries and to Mm -hmm. just say, like, hey... I need to do X. I'm not perfect at it. And I can sometimes get really wrapped into a whirlwind situation where all of a sudden I'm on his schedule and I don't need to journal because he wants to take me to breakfast. Yeah. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's not a good sign when I have thrown my whole life. Like this other person's life is now my life and I'm doing their schedule And I'm not going for hikes and I'm not doing this. That's like a warning sign to reconsider. And that's one of the things I'm trying to unlearn. Especially in this day and age when we are so disconnected from others, when you have a relationship that feels very connected or overly dependent, how do you then really assert yourself and set boundaries? And I think part of it is is knowing yourself. A lot of people talk about setting boundaries with their significant others or their partners or their friends or even their bosses. It's not a listicle. It's not like a, here are five steps to set boundaries for yourself. It's actually being able to effectively communicate. There are tips and tricks, but it takes a ton of practice. About five years ago, I actually realized that I was not getting enough time for myself. And so I told my kid's dad that I was like, I'm actually going to be going out on Saturday nights for myself. Like, I'm going out Saturday nights. And he was like, wait, what? You're doing what? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking that time. I'm, I'm going out. And I realized how much just paying attention to what I wanted to do and what I needed to do. Now, that's a privilege. It is a yeah. huge privilege that I can do that, that I do not take for granted. And I actually think solitude, to your point, is a privilege. It drives me a little bit crazy in the wellness sphere that sometimes we don't spend enough time acknowledging the ability to take care and to practice self-care is a huge privilege 
knowledge and that you actually have to have resources to make that happen. So I don't take that for granted. When I realized how powerful that was for me to sort of take a step back and reset myself, I realized how much more engaged and present I was able to be doing the other things that are important to me. Tara shares these rituals that helped her get through. One of the early things I found was the simple act of doing one nice thing for myself every day Mm. really was a game changer because I was so used to being treated poorly and I had really internalized a lot of what my parents had said to me and, you know, frankly, what the culture had said to me as sort of my frenemy within. That's what Mm -hmm. I call it. The the critic voice, your frenemy within. You've known her forever, but she's She's like, yeah, she's not someone you'd be friends with today. Like, no, no, no. And so one of the ways I found to kind of quiet that voice was to, in the world, do physical things that were nice for myself to say, Mm -hmm. I am worthy of something Mm -hmm. nice every single day. So like journaling, which built up some self-awareness so I even knew what to heal. Exercise, finding a moving meditation was really important. For me, it was running actually. That forces you to be in your body and it helps you feel your feelings, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so the journaling for your mind, the exercise for your body, I found thank you card writing to be incredibly important. Yeah. Making sure that in words, in writing, I was honoring the people who were helping me and reminding myself of how much I had to be grateful for. It's also just delightful to be around beautiful stationery. So what are the things we should stay aware of as we become more self-aware? Dialing into what we uniquely need to feel connected. Sarah shares these questions we should continue to ask ourselves. What is the life that we want to lead? What are the things that are super important to us? Is the amount that we're connecting with others in service of that? Is it helping that or is it interfering? Human beings need connection. They need authentic, real, true connection in order to promote health. And it's that feeling, so that sense, there's something wrong that actually leads to those downstream poor health effects. You know, it's funny, change is really scary also as you push yourself towards it, but staying the same is really scary too. (laughs) Just taking a step back and asking, is the decision I'm making today in line with my larger vision version of who I am and my greater values? Like, do I want to be a person? Do I care about being a person who is connected to others? Because The reality is if that's not one of your core values, then that's so okay. Figure Mm -hmm. out the small bits and the small pieces of relationships you connect. Get out there and do things you enjoy. And I promise that as you do things you enjoy, you meet new people you enjoy. And you put yourself in situations where it's kind of like full circle the, the reason it should be called connected instead of single is because you have so many more opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful, like how many beautiful connections and cool experiences and like what an adventure. If you tether yourself to external things, you have no control. Yeah. You, you're handing over your happiness. You're handing over your stability to something else, whether it's like a job that gives you achievement or a partner that you think gives you status. Independence to me, I think it's being at home in myself 
being able to take care of myself in a way that is joyful. Where where I'm not looking at like what I lack, what I don't have, but where I'm like present, where I'm present and enjoying the moment. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I'm saying is hang on to that independence for yourself. Keep your happiness so that you can have it, so that you're not giving it away to some something else that can put it in a slingshot. I agree with Tara. And although at times I can feel like maybe I'm getting a little too good at this independence thing, I'm happy I'm not on pause, waiting for someone to enjoy life with. I know that I feel at home, that I'm present, grounded, and connected at my table for one. On today's show, you heard from Sarah Adler and Tara Schuster. This episode was produced by Ella Dove, Kate Spees, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share, please. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lekomsky and Matt Didomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. Special thanks to Jess Friedman, Jen Snyder, and Cassie Wolf. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.